Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of trekking through compliance. His mission? To explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Trekking Through Compliance, Episode 30, Who Mourns for Adonais? In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the lessons learned from the episode Who Mourns for Adonais, which aired on September 22nd, 1967, and occurred on Stardate 3468.1. Story synopsis. Scotty falls in love with Lieutenant Palamas, a specialist in archaeology, anthropology, and ancient civilizations. She has stayed up all night preparing a report on Pollux 5 in preparation for the Enterprise entering orbit around Pollux 4. While approaching Pollux 4 in the Beta Geronium system, an energy field in the shape of a giant green hand stops the Enterprise dead in space. Kirk tries to wiggle free and to apply forward tractor beams, but is unable to break the grip of the force field. An apparition appears wearing a laurel wreath and addresses the crew as his children and congratulates them for venturing forth from the hills and valleys of Earth. When Kirk demands to be set free, the apparition causes the hull pressure to rise and Kirk is forced to back down. The apparition invites Kirk and a landing party down to visit, but specifically excludes Spock, who he says reminds him of Pan. The landing party discovers a humanoid who identifies himself as the god Apollo. He tells Kirk that he will not allow the landing party to leave and renders their communicators ineffective. He also demands their worship. When Kirk refuses, Apollo causes him to grow, causes himself to grow 20 feet tall. Apollo makes advances towards Lieutenant Palamas, which Scotty finds offensive. However, Scotty, try, when he tries to take a poke at Apollo, his phaser is instantly mangled. Apollo clothes Carolyn, Lieutenant Palamas, in a toga, even angering Scott more. When Scott tries to intervene, he is electrically shocked by Apollo and thrown backwards, and it's one of the great stunts that you'll see. Carol, uh, Lieutenant Palamas falls in love with Apollo and questions him about history. She finds out that Apollo is indeed one of the ancient Greek gods. McCoy says that an extra organ whose function is a complete mystery to him. Apollo tells Carolyn that he and the other gods left the ancient people of Earth when they stopped worshiping them. Without worshipers, even the immortal gods weaken, but all but Apollo have spread themselves to the wind and have faded away. Kirk and company again defy him, and Apollo zaps them all in a rage and then fades away. Kirk suspects the use of his godly powers tires him and theorizes that he requires time to recuperate. He decides to deliberately anger Apollo. Unfortunately, this scheme comes to naught when Lieutenant Palamas intervenes and convinces Apollo to be lenient. Apollo instructs Kirk to make the arrangements to bring the crew down, after which he will destroy the ship. Although Lieutenant Palamas is in love with Apollo, she puts duty ahead of self when acting on Kirk's instructions. She rejects Apollo, telling him she was only interested in studying him in order to weaken him. Meanwhile, Uhura has been able to reestablish contact with the landing party, and Kirk and Spock formulate a plan. Apollo's power is destroyed when his energy source in the temple is located and blasted out of existence by the Enterprise's phasers, despite Apollo's attempts to destroy the Enterprise with lightning bolts. 
A sorrow-stricken Apollo appeals to the other gods to take him away now that he realizes there is no room left for gods any longer. And indeed, Kirk says, we find the one sufficient. Kirk, too, is sad and wondering if he would have had to hurt it if it would have hurt them to have gathered just a few laurel leaves. So what is a fun fact from this uh, episode? Well, in a reversal of a us- the usual Hollywood fair, the actor who played Adonais, Michael Forrest, was called in for an audition, and he was first asked to take off his shirt to see if he had the muscled physique needed for the part. Next, they asked him to read some lines in a British accent, and he refused, claiming he couldn't do it, but was able to speak in a mid-Atlantic accent, probably more suitable for the character. He did it, and they gave him the role. Uh, There's also uh, an allusion to a rape scene in this that was incredibly troubling to watch. Uh, It was pretty clear that Apollo uh, raped Lieutenant Palamas, and uh, once again, showing the uh, difference in Focus from the 1960s uh, to the um, current day. And indeed, in an early draft of uh, the script, uh, after they get back to the Enterprise, uh, they discover Lieutenant Palamas is pregnant. So um, with that somewhat down note, what are the compliance takeaways from this episode? Well, what is your role in an investigation? The role of uh, Carolyn Lieutenant Palamas in this case was, uh, in this episode, was critical to saving uh, the Enterprise and uh, Kirk specifically called her out to do her duty. And it made me think of what is your role in an investigation? Are you in charge of triage? Are you in charge of interviews? Are you in charge of documents? Are you in charge of document holes? Are you in charge of reporting to senior management? What is your role? And do you understand your role? Is that role laid out and is it delineated in an um, investigation protocol? So what's your role? Uh, second, What does senior management do to um, demonstrate tone in your organization? Uh, One of the key scenes was where uh, the crew of the Enterprise uh, was trying to um, uh, get Apollo to uh, lose control and attack all of them with the hope that one or more of them would survive and that they could move forward to disable him. And Lieutenant Palamas stops the attack. but uh, by appealing to him. And uh, so what role does senior management demonstrate? And then finally, what is the true incentives in your organization? Is it to meet all your financial goals or is it to uh, simply make your numbers or is it to do business ethically and in compliance? So what are the true incentives in your organization? Uh, That's something that everyone in the organization watches and they're aware of and it's something that management needs to be aware of so that you communicate the correct message going forward. I hope you will join us tomorrow where we take up the episode, The Changeling. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.